final mix for real pre-master <laughs> we're doing instinct cringes again baby we're gonna keep finishing this song and hopefully make you help you get the tool the, the, the tune shed <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music, history, theory, creative process, production, you name it. We're here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host, Meg Blurry, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty. Let's go finish this, Marty. Let's go finish this. Let's go. That was the quietest, the quietest I've ever been hyped. <laughs> I feel like finishing oh gosh, is such a, it's such a thing with musicians. Like there's so many jokes on the internet, like, me with my 800 unfinished great ideas. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. So today we're arbitrarily saying we're going to finish this thing. And if we don't, that's okay. It's a goal. Well, <laughs> I really like, like that. For the listeners, it's, uh, you know, it's been a week. But for us, it's the same same session. Oh. So you never know how long it's going to take to, like, finish a song. You never know what you're going to hear. Exactly. But I feel like we got a good ending last time. Yeah, we do. It's huge. Yeah, let's, and hey, if you haven't listened to the last episode, it, it really helps with this episode we're working on yeah. finishing yep. here. So check that one out. Um, but yeah, let's this. let's hear that little ending we just whipped up real quick there. Clean. There's a little click there. Of my... I wonder what track it is. Is it this one? Eh, I can see no. it. I is think. It the other one? It's the fourth one. It's this one. Oh, it's that one. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'll just go. I'll just go. Boop. Boop. Hey, speaking of that little gap there. Mm hmm. Is that gap good? What do you think of that gap? This one? Yeah. Just like this gap between. I guess it's nice. It's a little space before it actually ends. I like of it. Pleasure of another day. Of yeah, I like it. Cool. I was thinking a ooh ooh could be good in the middle of that, but then I think it's actually a little bit more dramatic yeah. in a good way like this. But... Yeah. More more organic, more simple. The song's very simple. Yeah. Like heavy electronics in this song would not sound good. You know, it's not that vibe at all. Like vocal chops, probably not. <laughs> I think I think the only non-organic quote unquote instrument we have is that little synth. Yeah, and I'm kind of on the fence about it, honestly. I think it'd be great as a background thing. It's a little shout out to the Shins. They have some song that has some little synth in the background. And I liked how it kind of mixed things up. So I was kind of going for that with it. Um, Let's take it down a peg. Yeah, take it down and see how that works. Also, we can also knock some like low mids off of it too. Will you solo it for a second just to really isolate what we're talking about here? Ooh. And it goes back and forth in your ears real quick. Yeah. Let's take some low mids off of it. Can make it more 1K heavy too. Yeah, it sounds like more of a less prominent thing. It's interesting. Besides volume, you really turn to EQ to make things more or less prominent, which I think is a great just tip by itself. I don't do that very much, but I'm going to start. 
yeah, low end and high end make things seem more upfront. Mm. So if things are more like cut, then they sort of, I mean, there is less volume, so it makes sense, but your ear sort yeah. of like registers it as further away. Too. Yeah, good point. So speaking of which, let's just look at the EQ organization of this whole thing. I mean, we haven't really done any mixing or processing on this. So things to me just sound like mid-rangey cluttered. We can sort mm. of like organize it a little better. Yeah, sure. So let's just solo like the mid-range layers. So the 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 uke, the piano. Let's actually group the piano. I've never done this exercise before. I'm very curious how this is going to turn out. We're just going to solo these three layers. Yeah, let's put them all next to each other so visually we can go back and forth easily. Hey, by the way, let us know if you're watching the video podcast, what you think. Uh, you can email us at the podcast at gmail.com. Um, Please do have, let us know. We're testing it out. It's, it's fun, but yeah, let's we'll see what you it's think. Really, it's really new. <laughs> <laughs> it's very new. Yeah. I mean, okay, so looking at this, it looks like we've we've cut 400 off of the mandolin. We've high-passed the uke up to like, I don't know, 500. Mm -hmm. And the piano is nothing. The mandolin is kind of thin anyway. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. I like that. The piano can take up the low stuff because the uke is already cut up to 500. So the piano sort of takes uh -huh. the low mid spot. Whoa. Which is what I'm thinking. So what you did is you just grabbed the three instruments that are in that mid-range, mm -hmm. and then you're saying, okay, how within this mid-range of frequencies, where do each of these instruments sit so they don't overlap too much? That's right. I'm thinking, like, to my ear, it sounds like the piano should be the lowest one in the, in the mid-range. Mm -hmm. The ukulele is sort of the middle, <laughs> and the mandolin can be the high, yeah. like the high layer, sort of like the tinny, the tinny, like, boxy layer. Totally. Which means what we should do is we should cut the low mids out of the mandolin, which we've already done a little bit with 400. Mm -hmm. We can cut a little bit of like 200. We can let the the mandolin live in like 600 up. Okay. And the ukulele, what we should actually do is back off on that high pass a little bit and then cut like 1k and maybe like 700 because that's where we want the mandolin to live beautiful so make, we... make little spaces for the other instruments in the, in the eq right yeah you're sort of like fitting everything into a u-haul that's the way i've heard <laughs> it described you know you're like well you obviously can't have everything sitting in 900 hertz so one thing has to live there. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, the ukulele is like way more bodied now. Whoa, that's actually crazy how much that ukulele comes. It's not necessarily forward. I just hear it better. It's not competing. That's the only it's way. Definitely, to... It's definitely louder. It's. I really I like it. Actually. Yeah, me too. 
but from what I can tell, it's like 300, it lives around 300 and 400, which I like. So let's, let's cut 300 and 400 out of the piano. This is such a cool exercise. <laughs> it is kind of fun. I mean, it really is like straight up mixing. It is straight up mixing. And then we'll cut, we'll make sort of like a easy cut around like 900 to make room for the mandolin, mm. which doesn't leave a lot of room for anything else. Let's cut a little bit. Let's just like knock off a few dB off the uke. That sounds more organized to me. It does. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm loving that you just, it's sticking out in my ear in a, in a good way now because we've paid attention to it. And oh, yeah. I really, it's just nice. It sounds so good. I think it does too. I like the uke. It's a, it's a really good uke and it like works with this mic for some reason. Yeah. I, I feel like I can see your finger strumming on it. Was it your finger or was it a pick? I feel like yeah, it was your it was finger. Like, I feel like it was my thumb. Yeah, I feel I like I can that. see that. You can feel it and how it sounds. It's oh, really I nice. That. I love that. Do you want to do the same thing with the drums and bass? This is a good exercise too. Yeah, let's do it with the drums and bass. And then, yeah, maybe we'll do the rest just just off offline, so to speak. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of like little notches that we yeah. could make with the whole thing. But doing these two things, like organizing your mid-ranges and then making sure your drums and bass are playing nice that's like really easy to do yeah are those are like are those your top two that you do like if you were just yeah. ignoring the rest <laughs> yeah and i think number three number three would be the vocals oh, so right. if, are the vocals sitting in the mix and like where are the vocal actually we should probably do the vocal cuts too because that's <laughs> that's really easy as well okay but let's do drums and bass let's just solo them So the only thing I hear is the cajon or whatever the bass layer is. This Af uh, I have it titled Afri. Oh, it was like an African drum sample that we used. We have a cajon in there too, right? Perfect. I think we do. Yeah. Ah, that does have some bass in it too. Yeah, so we the cone I have does have a really kind of booby box sound to it. Let's try. Okay, so we have we have this like. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, they kind of both do that, don't they? Yeah, the African drum, the one that I'm soloing right now, has a much like clear bass tone. It does. So, so I'm wondering if we can't just like make the bass and the cajon really quiet. Let's try it. So just cut that boominess out of the cajon and the yeah. bass. Yeah. Let the African drum shine. And we've made it a lot quieter. So let's bump it up. Because that was a lot of the volume was the low end. Yeah. Let's give it like four more dB. So now it's more of a pop is what it does. It's more about the snare. Absolutely. 
It's funny when you solo both of them, they sound like the same instrument. They do. They really you fit know? together. I remember when we put them together in that episode, it like all of a sudden is like, wow, their rhythms usually are together, but sometimes they drifted apart, but they still sound like one instrument. It's really it's, cool. It sounds like you're playing a whole groove just like in one take. It's pretty sweet. So now we have to decide. There's sort of a fun little interplay between whatever you're doing with bass and whatever you're doing with your kick, right? And like the kick bass relationship always mm -hmm. comes down to two things. Which one is going to be your sub layer, meaning you're like 100 and below? And then which one is going to be your bass or your like low mid layer? It's going to be 100 and above. Like okay. give or give or take. Sometimes the cutoff is eighty. Sometimes it's like one hundred and twenty. It it depends. Okay. But what's your is, super low and what's your? Yeah. You kind of make it into two chunks. Absolutely. Yeah. If you are, I mean, if you're like doing death metal, you're gonna want that that like double bass. That like that's gonna be your like hundred layer. Because yeah. That, because like, that layer is like really tacky. It's punchy. It, yeah. And then you're like. Your distorted huge bass is going to take up a lot of your subs. Yep. If you're doing, um, like if you're doing rap, like hip hop music, it's probably going to be the same thing. Like your 808 is going to be your subs, and then your kick is going to like poke out a little bit. Mm -hmm. In this case, let's like listen. The bass isn't really that subby. It's not. It sort of just like dances around. So I'm comfortable with letting this African drum be like the like that that sub layer. I think that feels right because it it feels like it's made of sub. You know, it's got that huge doom sound. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a really good impression. <laughs> I know it just kind of worked. Doom, <laughs> Yeah, let's just cut like the low mid poo poo out of the African drum. Mm -hmm. like 120 to like 300 i don't know bye bye and then we can sort of like we can sort of high, or a high pass the bass a little bit so for all of you who aren't watching i'm high passing the bass guitar up to like 80 with like a very not steep slope then i think what i'll do is i'll set my other node to a shelf and yeah. grab 300 and then just like shelf it a little bit like okay so all the super low frequencies are cut out and mm -hmm. then at 300 there's kind of a little wiggle and then everything above 300 can stay normal i want to see how that sounds mm, that might be too much let me go back down to like 150 it's getting there there's mm -hmm. still it's funny because there are times when the bass guitar pops out at me as being a little bit too bassy and then yeah. times when it isn't i think when the low notes are struck it sort of competes with that drum a little more so how Would do you want to use that? a multi-band that's right you got it baby yes. you got it i just learned what that was last episode <laughs> dude quick learner super super fast so this is my really beautiful multi-band compressor that i like it's for those so... of you who can't see it it looks like ten thousand knobs on a screen 
it's so <laughs> ugly it's the worst it's it's a dinosaur by analog obsession and i think it's oh. awesome those are a good name who, uh, it's good i like it i think it's also based on old hardware mm-hmm. um, but i have i have gripes with ableton stock multiband compressor um email us at the tune shed podcast if you want to know more and <laughs> i'll hop on the phone with you and i'll i'll complain to you about ableton stock multiband compressor it's not interesting <laughs> it's not interesting but if you want to nerd out with me i'd love it some personal beef this is just like you in the five chord <laughs> yes yeah i do get this way okay so usually so if if you look right here right below low mid frequency you can see the hertz reading show up for like a second okay oh God, that's so annoying that usually it usually just shows up here let me try opening it again yeah i don't see it at all let me try it again oops that's not the right one classic trick turn it off turn it back on yeah blow in the cartridge you'll you'll figure it out yeah here it is oh there it is a little frequency reading so i want this to be a hundred so everything are we talking about things below 100 or things at 100 so this will um this is a um just a gig a q band oh, okay so it will it will get everything around a 100 okay um it doesn't have a setting to grab everything below 100 oh okay. we're gonna set we're gonna set it to peak so that it's faster more aggressive mm-hmm. um we are going to the bandwidth is sort of like your q value so if you set it to b that means broad and it will grab everything in like a very wide range and then okay. your n value is narrow so i think that's probably fine um more narrow I usually, yeah i usually set the ratio to something like not very aggressive mm-hmm. and then i'll play until i can see the meter going and i'll sort of uh i'll, I'll like play the section and keep edging the threshold back until until i you know get compression here it is yeah see it every low note that happens that little meter ticks a little bit yeah 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 a little more okay that might be a little aggressive so we can visually see how many db it's taking off of particularly low notes and that's right it just kind of bounces and we're like oh that's maybe a little bit too much like what it bounced to like 5 db or something so yeah, now it's, yeah it sort of sounded to me like the bass just disappeared yeah you know so that we don't want it to disappear know. we just want to give a little space for the other boomies yeah let it be let it be known and i think now the bass seems mm, good idea to solo it mm-hmm it sounds to me like a little flat. Let's, let's saturate it. Let's saturate it with something. So when things sound flat, you can add color via saturation. Yes, sir. Adding this, pigment. I love this pigment. Tuba. Tuba pigmenter. Tuba. I'll set the low frequency a little high. Yeah. It's yeah. very subtle. It is. This is nice. 
it are like all the changes that we've made already sound better. It's amazing because I feel like I can hear every part better than I could before. Um, but I don't really like when we listen to the whole mix, I don't sense, oh my God, where's the bassiness of the bass? Like, I, I don't hear that. I just hear the bass better. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. If you're like very thoughtful and minimal with your mixing, mm-hmm. like you won't change the song really very much, but it'll, it'll just be like nicer to listen to. Things will just seem more organized. And yeah, you know, I mean, all of the things that we've done have been like very, very minimal. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, what else do we want to hit on a macro level? Vocals. Is there any other? Oh, vocals. Yeah, yeah. Vocals, vocals are important. Yeah. So vocals are number one. Number one. Well, number one, baby. Well, you know, unless you're like a fun drum and bass producer and you're just like using vocal samples or something. Yeah, that's true. But usually for, for us poppy guys, uh, vocals are number one. So um, the first thing we have to do is color our vocals pink. <laughs> I knocked because... my headphones out like a, like a dummy. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, you missed a really important tip. Oh, said, shoot. I know. I said the first thing we have to do is um, color all of our vocals pink. <gasps> yes. So that so that we know that they're vocals. That's that's a really important tip. By that's the way, if you one. if you have a different color coding methodology, that's not okay. I would switch to pink. You have to switch to pink. Drums yeah. are always orange. Bass is always blue. Rules are rules. So if that's if your projects aren't like that, just take an hour to switch them all. <laughs> Do it all. Do it all again. Um, oh, and for those people who have done a little bit of this before, you're probably screaming at me, side chain, <laughs> side chain the bass. Um, I think, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good in this song. <laughs> this song is fun. Usually, I will always, always, always side chain the kick to the bass. Meaning, mm. whenever the kick happens, the bass will duck and get quieter. Mm. Um, that just that's a very easy way of keeping your low stuff organized. Right. I think at least for this section, I think I'm good. I think the bass yeah. is like low midi enough to not really interfere with this like African drum. Also, this African drum has a really long tail. It's sort mm-hmm. of like boom. Mm-hmm. What that would do is it would just like duck the bass for too long to where yep. it would seem artificial, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's different ways to make space, right? One is by kind of every time one comes in, you duck the other, like someone actually turning the knob. But we've just kind of put mm-hmm. them in different worlds. So not different yeah. worlds completely, but there's enough space between them that they're both hanging out fine. And we don't need that type of action. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good. It's mm-hmm. definitely like a rarer choice nowadays not to duck the base. But I think in this case, it works. And it's also going to present more natural, I think. Yeah. This is a very natural song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. Vocals. So the way that we make vocals stand out is we first figure out what the fundamental area is, uh, meaning like the lowest pitch. So I'm just looking. I'm just looking at this EQ band. It seems like the lowest thing would be Lost and stand never deployed. Yep. Hung. Hung. It's a really low note for me. I'm not very used to my voice going down to a hundred hertz. Really? I think that note sounds cool. <laughs> I think it does too. I think it works. Lost. It's so I will like almost never sing down there. The highest part is like four hundred. So it's a really like the range is pretty wide. Yeah. 
So that's like where the fundamental lies in in terms of hertz. Okay. Just gonna read on it first. Yeah, cringes, cringes. It's like up in 400, 500 range. So we're gonna we're just gonna make space for the vocal in all of the mid layer. So we're gonna uh. group. First, actually, we're going to set these intro layers down here. We're going to group all of the mid-ranges together. Mm -hmm. So that would all of them here. Mids. And then we're going to make like a really shallow, subtle cut that encapsulates that whole range, right? At maybe 250. Oh, wow. To all those layers? Mm -hmm. Just a touch, maybe like 2 dB. Because wow. we're working really subtly, we'll blow this EQ up. But we're going to solo the whole mid layer. Oh, and then nice. we're going we're gonna <laughs> to solo the vocals. We're going to mute the EQ for now. Now we've uh, unsoloed it. Cool. So now it we've we've cut a tiny bit of like the vocal fundamental. Um, but now we have to give back. So we should probably cut some of everything above four hundred out of the vocal. And oh, again, so so because everything is making space for the vocal, you kind of need to give something back to the vocal. So at a higher frequency, we're letting the vocal not be there as much so everything else can still be in the mix. Yeah, and, and for this song, it seems like the mid layers are so pretty. They are. And we want them to be a little louder. Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of like that kind of genre. But yeah. if you're working in, in EDM or something and you want the vocals to just be like nice and crisp, the mids don't really matter. They're just there to like flesh out the song. Huh. That's so interesting. It, it This makes me think of one of my favorite albums by Rosalia Motomami. And like the whole album, they actually just designed it. So there's like nothing that competes with her voice. Like all the drums and everything is super, uh, like all the high frequencies of them are cut out and it's just super, you know, kind of muted and background stuff. And it still does the job of drums and bass and all the other things, but her voice, there's just absolutely nothing that messes with it. I won't. I won't lie. I lost you. The, the I know. Time. <laughs> I I saw my internet connection dropped out. <laughs> All right. Well, let me just repeat that rant in a short. That was version. so funny. I was like expecting you to come back and be like, "Are you there?" <laughs> but you came back and you're like just finishing here. Your... <laughs> like it just flashed up your internet connections. Anyways, Motomami, yeah. Rosalia, amazing album. They just mm -hmm. made the whole like all of the instruments live in the low end. And her voice, there's nothing that competes with her voice, like not even close. There's no overlap. It's just they're pulled apart completely, and it's a really cool effect. So that's definitely sweet. so this is like a minute. This is a lesser version of that because we have pretty mids that we want to hang out with the voice, but for hers, it's like totally separate. So kind of cool counterexample. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, and you can start thinking about that in the arrangement process too. You mm. can be like, I want my vocals to just be like front and center, boom, killing you. And then yeah. wherever your voice doesn't sit. 
you can just like produce in that area of the frequency spectrum. Exactly. It's 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 a cool it's a cool thing. It is a cool thing. All right. And I I happen to know in my voice that like the high mids and like 1k just suck. I have a very like pingy like meh voice sometimes. You don't like those parts? Not in my voice. Knock them so out. I, I like probably cut them anyway. I can go even further. Yeah, there's a little bit of like, like even lower stuff, like 600, 500 that I can cut too. I don't think I'm a fan of my low notes being that loud. So I might do the same exact thing with the low notes with dinosaur. Just a, like the slightest bit. Just right, oh. at, just right at 100. So kind of like the bass. When you go really low, it cuts out a little bit. Just a little tiny bit. Right there. Right there, the moment I kind of like poke out in an unpleasing way. Mm. I'll make the bandwidth really narrow. That's way better. Do you hear that difference? Yeah, Here's... will you do, do the on the back forth? Yeah, the A and B. Let's do it. That's with. That's without. Do you hear the, like the woo, 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 without it? Wait, do it one more time. So here's without. Here's with. Wow. So much better. Wow, I can't believe how much that helped actually. Yeah, with like without this multiband, those notes just kind of stuck out as being like. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and they just like sit in a little nicer wow multi-band maybe that's like that's just unlocked this episode <laughs> multi-band is huge multi-band compression is it bro wow very fun so let's just recap because that's that's huge that's these are all like awesome huge deal mixing things um we organized the mids just in the all of the backing instruments made them all just like sit in their little spots um yeah and then we organized the bass and the kick. We didn't really touch the other drums. They sound really good. Mm -hmm. And then we made the vocals just sort of sit on top just a little bit. They seemed like they were competing with the whole mid layer. So we cut stuff out of the whole mid layer so that the yeah. vocals would sit. And, and let's play. I really oh, like the, so I was going to say, I really like the way you simplified this too. Like even when we started, you're like, okay, the mid layer, and you just picked three things. And technically, probably a lot of the other instruments have a little bit of frequency in the mid layer, but instead of over complexifying and being like, okay, I'm going to go through every single instrument and see, you're just like, okay, the main ones are these three. Let's just simplify that process. And I think that's a really cool thing to do in making music because there's always like 10 million things you could be doing at any time. Yeah. And there's so. always like 10 million tracks, you know, but I just chose the three that I could like visually see where yeah. the, where like on almost the whole song. The meat and potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just play like the 
thickest part of the song and see what's up. Knocked 4 dB off of the Mando. Hey. Is that. Are those ooh harmonies? Who, who Is that me singing? Is that like That's my you. demo track still? <laughs> yeah. It's still in there. Oh. I just did that as an idea. Do you want to make it cool? Yeah, let's make. Can we make it cooler? <laughs> Okay. One of these notes is a little gravelly, and I'm like, my shoulders go into my ears. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We're gonna put, um, we're going to put. Where are you? Oh, little altar boy. Oh yeah. We're gonna, do, we're gonna do funny little altar boy stuff. Yeah. We're gonna map an LFO to the formant. Okay. Formant, formant. So that it goes, and then we're going to make it really subtle. Okay. So that's what it sounds like now. <laughs> we're going to set that to like 0.3, maybe even slower. So how fast it's wiggling. So yeah, now we're, now we're going to make it wiggle less fast and over like less of an area. Hmm. Even less. Oh. <laughs> that is kind of cool. That's so. That's super different. I love it. Yeah. It's sort of like it reminds me of this Tyrell synth almost. It does. Like, They're kind of friends. Should we slow down the Tyrell synth's panning? Or do you like it that fast? Let's see. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. We could do no, one no, thing you're at right. a time too. Yeah, we can slow it down. I have an LFO like changing the rate in which it's going fast and slow. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. I can just like change the rate to like to just like an area that's slower. Yeah. And then, so it still wiggles, but I can do that. I can copy paste this to your track too and just flip the phase oops whoa um crap how do i do that i forget darn it oh flip the phase because if if both of them are panning the exact same way right they can cancel well i just don't want both of them to like be in the same ear i want them to oh, like right. trade spots i feel like that'd Ooh, be really fun that would be fun Okay, why don't we just, well, cause, uh, how do we, oh, I literally just do this. I go utility and then uh, just flip the face. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. This is redemption for all the time that we uh, didn't have panning in there. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going panning <laughs> crazy now. <laughs> okay. 
just a little down in volume, yeah. Yeah. Just let it sit in there. I like that. That's good. It's starting to be a party. It's starting to be a party. All right. We're not what? done yet. Yeah, we're not done. <laughs> but next time, Final Mix 3. That's the one, dude. <laughs> Do you think it'll be the final, <laughs> final version next time? <laughs> yeah, we should probably label it like Final Mix um, Permanent Marker No Take Backsies. <laughs> 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 take back seats, final mix. Not sending any more mixes. Final, final. Yeah. V11. Point two. <laughs> Pre-master, final. Seek. <laughs> well, that was a good time, man. I love finalizing things, and those are cool tricks for EQing and giving space to things. Really makes everything breathe. It's like when you can taste like every individual flavor in a dressing or a or a food dish i'm thinking like imagine some noodles you can taste the garlic the ginger the paprika the sesame oil like all these things yeah soy sauce don't forget the soy sauce <laughs> don't forget that umami sauce yeah um all right feeling good so yeah until next time everybody much love bye
Day. Mm-hmm.